0: I'm Chris Turner, and this is and Power to Connect podcast. Greetings, my friends, and joining me once again on the podcast are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Christopher. I wanted to have you on so we could talk about something that we really haven't touched on, Um yet we spent a lot of time uh, talking about parenting tools trying to equip parents and in parenting in a connected fashion and we've offered some encouragement along the way but we haven't really talked about connection in the sense of uh, connecting with other adults who kind of get it with regard to what we're doing so guys
1: why is community so important great question um but there's another question that I was thinking when you said that too and okay. why do we not talk about it enough oh there you go you know yeah. what I'm saying because like you, like you just said Chris we we talk about about um, co- connection we talk about uh, encouraging we, we offer it to you know usually when we sit and talk about this we talk in terms of how has this this principle worked at our home? How have we failed at it? How have we tried again, and kept and stuck with it? Mm. But very free, infrequently do we talk about connection, and not just on the podcast, but I think in our ministry work too, we talk about connection not as much as we should. Um, but but we are made for community, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, preachers like to say when they talk about the creation account that we were made from community for community. Mm-hmm. And you know, at weddings, a lot we talk about uh, this this concept of us, this usness, right? And, and you look in, um, and if that's a word or not, if it's, us-ness, not a, if it's was, a good one, yeah. <laughs> we're making up words. Um, <laughs> but when you look at the creation account in Genesis, um, there's there's this kind of this this rhythm to it, and there's this concept of you know the Lord saw what He had made, and He saw that it was good mm. for for these days. But then then there's the account of the creation of this man named Adam. And and the Bible says this uh, in Genesis two, and the Lord saw that it was not good that He was alone for man to be alone. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, okay, that's, that's an issue. Let's fix that. Mm. So we have, we're, we're, we're communal beings. We thrive in community. Um, we really wither without it. And one of the reasons that it's, that it's really, really super important, and we tell people this all the time, is that um, if you are not connected to a strong community of people who, who get you, mm-hmm. who understand the journey that you're on, What's going to happen when trouble comes, and not if trouble comes, but when hard times come, right. you're going to retreat because um, all of those people in your life who, who really questioned your decision to adopt, who really questioned your decision to become a foster parent, whether that's your mom and dad, your uncle, your aunt, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, whatever, we all have people who were not on board. Mm. And human beings do not want to hear those four horrible words, I told you so. Mm-hmm. And so we retreat. But nothing nothing good happens in isolation. And so when hard times do come, we do need to be connected to something that is strong and vibrant um, that can help us through those times so that when somebody else in our community is struggling, we can be there for them too.
2: Mm. Yeah, because I think sometimes whenever those hard times do come, because it's not an if, it's a when, because right. we we'd get in those moments If we're not connected, then we definitely don't want to reach out because we feel a little bit of shame in that. Why is this so hard? Mm -hmm. Why am I struggling with this? Because we live in that world of Facebook where everybody posts all the best things and all the wonderful things that are happening in their life. Mm -hmm. And so we think nobody else is struggling with these same things. And so it's so important, I think, just to reach out and find community, even in the midst of struggles like mm-hmm. it would be ideal to already be connected to a community so that when changes happen in your family or when you know one of your kids is really struggling with something and you're just drowning your community sees you and they know you and they say let me help you
1: mm-hmm. and they also know what to do and they know what in, to in, do they know a, how to help you yeah. To yeah because because it's it's not just it's not just being around people who get your life choices when it comes to parenting but also being around people who know what to do about it right and so it's like it's like our small group at church you know your family is in it and everybody else in that group all five families um have adopted children or currently foster or have fostered Mm -hmm. and um i remember the first time we we had dinner together as a group and we've been friends with most of those people in that. So it wasn't the first time for us to be in community with the families. It was the first time that all those families were in community. Right. And um, oddly enough, dinner was at the same table we're recording at now. And I remember when you guys all left, um, saying to Kayla, it was, it was like we'd all known each other for like 20 years. It was just, it was just such a wonderful time for us. Mm-hmm. And then when we're together... Um, I feel safe. I feel like my kids are safe mm-hmm. because yeah. I feel like, like I feel like, if they're not out of my sight and they're doing something they shouldn't, uh, w- one of the other moms or dad is gonna is gonna intervene in a way that's good for my child and not just relate, bring the hammer down. Mm-hmm. Because we've been part of part of groups like that before, where we really felt like um, people were like. I don't understand the choices they make and I don't really agree with the way they choose to parent their kids and And then it becomes hard for us too because they're making parenting choices that we don't agree with mm-hmm. and um, it just, you know, it's really, really hard and so when we struggle in that situation we don't reach out to those people we just pretend like everything's okay. Right. And that's not healthy. You know, you need to be connected to something. You need to be part of something where people understand you, right?
0: I think that's why... Well, that's one of the reasons why uh, Kelly and I uh, left the church we were going to when we first entered into the process of adopting. Um, I lo- we loved our small group. There was you know nothing wrong with our small group. It was just that, and, and that small group was with us when we went through that adoption process. They even threw us a, a baby shower. Uh, uh, wow, that's for, very rarely for heard him. Enough. When we when uh, when we adopted him, but. At the same time, we were the only family like that in the small group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was a baby when we adopted him. So we hadn't, you know, started to get into parenting difficulties yet. You know, it was yeah totally the other regulation, you know, yeah. issues that every parent deals with. But I think, I'm not going to say we were prescient with, you know, our thinking or anything like that. But I guess, you know underneath it all we felt that something we might be missing here mm-hmm. and we we had been involved with tapestry um, with a waiting families group when we were in the you know adoption process and we did that again when we decided to adopt our third uh, child um but that's what kind of brought us over to IVC was, was tapestry and the support system that was there and so yeah. that was what uh, when Kelly approached me a couple of years ago and said, you think we need to get plugged into a small group? And I was like, yeah, you know, that that's probably a good thing, but what small group are we going to get plugged into? Because, you know, I don't know how other churches do it, but I just know the way our church does it, and, you know, it just almost seemed like you got put into a small group at random in, in some ways. And I approached you at camp two years ago and said, "I want to. I want to be real subversive and start off uh, adoption slash foster care only <laughs> small group." I'm and like, I ain't got time for this, <laughs> Turner. <here." laughs> and lo and behold, we ended up doing it. Yep. So, and it's been it's been wonderful well, because, I've, like you like you were just saying, it's all people who know exactly what you're going through as yeah. a parent. Yeah.
2: Well, we've just seen um, just having that community not to say that you can only have community with other foster and adoptive families, Mm -hmm. because I do think that we have people outside who still, who support us and who understand and who realize there are challenges that are unique to your family. And I may not know, I may not be able to empathize with them because I haven't been there kind Mm -hmm. of thing, but I, I can at least see the needs. And so, but I think there's this unique niche when you get with those families who really have truly lived it, and you, you start to talk about behaviors, and they don't get that, that look on their face like, oh my gosh, your kid does that. I don't think my kids can play with your kids anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I, I think you start to get into, you know, you want to feel that safe place where you can kind of talk about some of your struggles without feeling that judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think if we um, find that group of people, whether it's a support group, whether It's a small group, like at a church or a community group or whatever, a home group. Um, Wherever it is, we want to feel like it's like I keep thinking about like cheers, you know, where everybody (laughs) Everybody knows your name kind of thing. You know, I kind of think about that in the sense that you feel known. You feel Mm -hmm. like people, they know you without knowing you, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, uh, we have this mom's group that's meeting this summer and we're going through the Created to Connect study group, a study guide as a group. And it's just so nice to be able to sit with other moms who get it and where everybody's open and honest. And we do it every summer and I love it because these moms get it. They're in the midst of it. And I can go there even on the days that I've had a rough Day and things have been out of control, and I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And I get to that community, and I go, oh yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can, I can make it another day.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, to that to that point, you know, we spoke in a recent episode about some of the health issues that have been going on in our family, and and I remember last Thursday, um, Kayla went to to the group. I think he got there like an hour late. Yeah, yeah and I, I had one it. that
2: was in surgery that day, and so <laughs> when I finally got this child, uh, an adult child, got her settled, I was like, I, I've got to go. I, mean, I, have I have missed two weeks already. Mm. I really want to go. I'm supposed to be teaching it, and I had to pass the reins to someone else. But I missed just that community of
1: moms, mm. and and you know, and and like, it just it'll feel so normal just to be there. And just be with them, and it was just such such a healthy thing to do. Because, to your point of earlier, yeah, we can't just say that you know only be friends with other foster and adoptive families because that doesn't work. But you do have to um, be, do life with people who, um, who who will say, I can't do that, or I choose to not do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to love you through it and walk and walk it with you. And so you know we have. We have people um dear dear friends of ours who are not adoptive or uh or or foster parents. they have no desire to adopt they have no desire to be foster parents, and they're you know my kids refer to them as uncle and auntie mm. and just really just love them dearly because they have seen our family for who it is and have decided to just kind of just just be there with us in in all of it and it's just um you know i I guess what i'm saying is that you need to do life with people who know who you are and Mm -hmm. love you anyway right (laughs) because some people when they get to know you don't love you anyway and like i can't handle that right and it's it's messy um you know if you're trying to connect with your kids you know a lot of a lot of times you're under the parents and it's just like shut down the kid doesn't comply right away there's some kind of threat that's made in a very aggressive voice and when we don't do that that with our children i think that's confusing to some people yeah but what i know now is i have a i have a child that's going to be 15 later this year he came home when he was not yet 4 years old and we've parented him like this almost him this way almost exclusively and um You know, he has normal teenage things going on, no doubt, but still kind of, you know, when he was hospitalized last week, um, one of the youth leaders at the church was up there visiting, and the three of us just had a really, really great conversation. Um, Kayla had fallen asleep, and so I told her the next day, I said, I was just so impressed by him because of how he could contribute, how he was respectful in the conversation, Mm. And all of these things that, 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 yes, you know, this is investment parenting and you need to do life with people who understand that you're making the investment in the life of your child and not just wanting compliance and not just wanting them to obey right away with a good attitude, not just wanting them to say, yes, sir. We're obsessed with children saying, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am in this country when it comes to parenting mm. because what we want is good little soldiers.
0: I sometimes wonder, though, looking at in interacting with youth of the country. Do hmm. we do we really put it that much of a premium on it, or are they just all rebelling against it because mm. I we didn't like that? From my perspective, I don't see a lot of manners going on. But you know, that's yeah, just but. me.
1: Well, yeah, but but if but if but if the child knows that in order to complete the transaction with you they have to say yes to oh, I yes man. Yeah. There's there'sn't that's not just respect. You know I'm saying that there's no respect in that. That's just them understanding that's how you end this if I'll just say yes, sir, he'll be quiet. He'll be <laughs> quiet, yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: Right, right. Well, because it's not it's not in the context of relationship. It's in the context of do as I say. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you can get compliance with do as I say, but in the end, that's there's no relationship. So once I turn 18 and I no longer have to comply with your rules, no, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want yeah. kind of thing. Whereas if you don't demand these things, yet you model them and, and you want these for your kids, then I think out of that relationship comes the respect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's two ways to do this, uh, that you have to do it. And one way is to seek out other, other people who get it. You know, we, we, we do the camp with uh, Sky Ranch and Horn Creek every August. You guys go every year. Uh, some of the friends, some of the couples from our group go as well. And and it's just, I was telling somebody today, it's it's just one of our favorite times of the year because um, until last year, they didn't have Wi Fi. They barely had <laughs> cell service. And so, you know, what we find is I walk into the room where we're staying, and there's my phone and Kayla's phone on the dresser in the room. And we've not even bothered. I mean, only you take our phones with us as cameras mm-hmm. when they were there. And it's just, just you know, it's like, being up in camp with like a hundred other people who get what's going on, it's just such a refreshing time for us because we talk about that all the time. It's almost like it's a judgment-free zone because you don't feel like anybody's judging your kids. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like anybody's judging the way you parent. And everybody's just kind of, you know, this really kind of communal parenting experience almost, almost. And our kids feel so safe there. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So seeking that out is fantastic and you must do. But the other thing that you have to do is that um, there are two kinds of communities you live in. The one is the one you make. Mm-hmm. The other one is the one you were born into mm-hmm. for us. Okay? And so, um, you know, my parents and my in-laws have both been given a copy of The Connected Child and The Whole Brain Child years ago. I, n- neither, of, None of them have ever said they've actually read the books. Um, <laughs> and, but what I will say over time, um, they have... All of the, all of the, you guys are lunatics for parenting this way. All of that has stopped. Not a single one of them ever makes those comments anymore to us and haven't for years. Mm. And, um, and my mother-in-law and my mother, I think, have made... Not to say that my dad and my father-in-law haven't, but just to say that my mother, the grandmothers have probably made a bigger effort and have come along at a faster... Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Where they've really have have kind of, okay, so this is the reality of of, of how our kids' family is built. Mm. This is the reality, um, you know, it was never in our dream um, that we would become grandparents one day because our kids would become foster parents. Mm. I mean, and, that, and that's what we asked them to do. Look, you're going to be grandparents because we've decided to foster. And that was something they had to process, uh, and I think we kind of, at the time, discounted how much they had to process that. But I think in our family... Um, we've we 've done a pretty good job of of creating that community inside of our families because I feel like you know they' they when the kids are with them and they still do you know if you 'll forgive me dumb grandparent things like let' give them too much sugar and let them stay up too late um, <laughs> yes. but 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 grandparents are always going to do that right but but they do toe the line with with a lot of stuff with us now and and I feel like the family community um has improved over the years you know my my older brother as well he he does a lot with our kids and i I think that 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 they have come along and realized yeah so this is the reality of of our kids lives and we're part of that and we need to understand that and so you know it's great if you can just find the community with a small group of church with everybody who's adopted Mm -hmm. and who fosters that's great creating the community with your family is a little bit more work because you have to be intentional mm-hmm. as you know and you also have to run the risk of, of offending them because you have to say hey these are my kids and this is the reality and, and you kind of need to get up to speed here because your house needs to be a safe place for them mm-hmm. the same way our house is a safe place for them and when you take because you know over the years now my kids go on vacation with the grandparents now and and probably this year is the second year I haven't had any anxiety about that. Mm. But before I did.
2: Yeah. Well, and I, I'm always amazed talking about your community like at church or ministries and stuff. I'm always amazed when people come um, to events that we have and say, you know, I wish I had found this years ago when we first adopted. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we adopted 10 years ago and... The stuff you're saying makes so much sense, and I feel so much better, but I feel so guilty that I didn't have this community. Mm. And so I would just encourage anybody that's listening just to find, reach out to, if your church doesn't have an adoption foster care ministry, don't be afraid to search out another church. You don't have to go to that church. I mean, we have, uh, the majority of the people that come to our ministry at our church don't go to our church. Um, There are a handful that go to our church and the majority just come from other churches around that don't have a ministry that just need a place to belong. And Mm -hmm. we I've yet to hear of a foster and adopt ministry out there that doesn't just welcome the community because those people that are running those ministries recognize that everybody needs community, mm. you know. We have people that come to our support groups, that come to our conferences that don't even go to church anywhere mm. and have some of them have even started coming to our church because of the ministry. Um like you said, you know, you were looking for a community, so you did end up switching churches, you right. know, to find a church that had a ministry. But some people they continue going to the same church, and they come to our ministry. Or, I mean, there's so many ways you can get connected. There's a lot of online community as well,
0: right? And I was just thinking about that earlier. That you know, I know of one family uh, who live in Virginia, and they're in a, a smaller town outside of a you know larger town, but they're like the only adoptive parents that they know of yeah, in their area and so like online might be a good resource for them to look yeah. for a community of people that like we've been talking about know what they're going through.
2: Right that they can connect to there's Facebook groups out there and things like that. I would just caution that being your only community right? because sometimes those groups can be filled with um, just lots of bad advice mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and can be filled with lots of um, I don't know, I feel like some of them can get really negative, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to behaviors and kind of just dogpiling on either either one, ridiculing the parents for mistakes they've made, mm-hmm. because everybody's so brave online, mm-hmm. um, or two, just... Um, kind of commiserating about behaviors and how awful things are and, mm. and kind of spiraling in a negative way. So I would say for those people that live in a place where there's not really a community that you can meet with on a regular basis, that to seek out those, you know, come to family camp with us, mm. you know, and, and have that community because then we stay in touch with a lot of those people through Facebook mm-hmm. throughout the year that come from all over the country, right? So we, we do still keep in touch, but now we have a real relationship with those families mm-hmm. too. And it's not just this online persona. You feel like you know them better. Um, and there's tons of different camps and there's tons of different ways to get um, going to conferences. You know, maybe you don't have a conference in your town, so make a weekend of it and go to, you know, a conference in a, near, in a nearby town, maybe that it's two hours away from you or whatever. Yep.
1: Um, you know, I was thinking earlier too, though, that a great way to, to build that community is to take in part of connect training, because over the nine weeks that those people kind of develop this band of brothers' mentality a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and they actually start leaning on each other. and we find out after the fact that there's just been stuff going on, <laughs> and they've just been kind of working through it together. Because yeah. they went, cause, I mean, the course is an intense exercise and you kind of get that band of brothers mentality. And, um, you know, I was speaking to a dad last weekend who they're, they're getting ready to adopt their teenage son next week. Mm. And, you know, they probably wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for that community. Right. Which pulled them through some really, really tough times. And, and he'd, be, he'd be very open about that. Um, and I think that that to me, again, just talking to him the other day, Was such a reminder of how you, like, we're in this together. And at some point, even if you just need a little bit of encouragement, even if you just need somebody to text you and say, You got this. Mm -hmm. Kelly, any any of your your female friends ever text you to say, You got this, sister?
2: Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. Because sometimes you just need that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and dudes need to be better about that. Honestly, (laughs) we do. To say, Hey, man, I know today's probably hard, but tomorrow's another day and you're going to be just fine. Right. Because sometimes we do need crisis intervention. But sometimes we just need somebody in our community to just say, you know, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Put your arm on your shoulder and say, you got this, because that is is all the help most of us need most most days. Well, guys, thanks so much. I hope that uh,
0: we can encourage other parents to seek out community and get connected with a support system that will help them through the dark days that. They'll inevitably come across and also celebrate with them on those great days that are inevitably going to come across. Yep.
1: So, no doubt. Thanks for being on the podcast, Ryan. Thank you, Chris, for thanking us by name tonight (laughs) and not as a couple. (laughs) Thank you, Kayla, for being on the podcast.
2: Absolutely, Chris. If you have a
0: question for us and you can fit it into 140 characters, you can tweet it to us at Tapestry IBC. If you need a little bit more room, you can email us at tapestry at irvingbible.org. We get a lot of questions through Facebook, where you can find us at Tapestry IBC. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or the Google Play Store. Just search for Tapestry Adoption Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our podcast, we would appreciate a review in either location. Empowered to Connect is the training and support community of Tapestry the Adoption and Foster Care Ministry of Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. You can check the show notes for relevant links from this episode and find more resources on our website, empoweredtoconnect.org. Thanks for listening.